it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice though, they really mean flavor. Like in your face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either, but it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. How about this? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. Stafford, tight pocket. Hit as he throws left side. Yes! Intercepted. He's still yet to win an NFL game against a team at five games above 500 or better. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Case Keenum's not the answer, Bronze fans. Earlier on the show, Yahoo Sports columnist Dan Wetzel. Still to come, Pro Football Hall of Famer Charles Woodson. 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell. Plus, Ravens offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. It is our number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. We've had college football on the brain quite a bit. Dan Wetzel, uh, who covers the sport at the Columnist, columnist level for Yahoo Sports just called in an hour number one and uh, and said that Brian Kelly looked at the landscape and the landscape in Notre Dame where uh, there's a certain level of expectation. Obviously, there is at LSU, but LSU doesn't force freshmen to live in the dorms and football players to actually eat with the rest of the uh the, uh, the college kids on the campus there and you can't wall them off and you can't uh, get everyone in thanks to the provost and and thus uh, 95 million to 100 million dollar contract later he's out deuces and um, he had some interesting things to say about who might be there next I mean the way Chris Brockman he responded when I said Urban Meyer potentially because that's where everyone is connecting Quickly those dots down, I mean yeah. my gosh yeah. he, he called that a terrible fit what he said a terrible fit not just for Notre Dame to Urban but vice versa because Urban likes to wall off his entire program and that's not the way Notre Dame does business right mm. wow and they have according to ESPN a 58 percent chance Notre Dame of making the college playoffs this year and Brian Kelly's like out out wow so, Ronnie Stanley, former Notre Dame Fighting Irish, now uh, on the IR for a second straight year for the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to join us in hour number three. And uh, we've been scheduled to speak to him for quite some time because he's got a beautiful program for his new foundation where he's hooking people in need up with rescue dogs in need of a home. It's a beautiful foundation uh, and a beautiful story that I, I want to bring to everybody here. Uh, on the last day of November, Charles Woodson, fresh off of a weekend in which he saw the Raiders win on Thanksgiving. And then he went to Ann Arbor and was the honorary captain for Michigan beating Ohio State. And then he goes to Green Bay and watched his name go in the ring of honor as the Packers sent the Rams packing. He'll join us in hour number three. But somebody who's had a terrific season so far. Uh, a sixth-round selection out of Louisiana, and the way that everything broke in the backfield for the San Francisco 49ers, they have been leaning on this man 
to run the football, I guess when Debo Samuel is not. He is uh, one of the best running backs in the NFL today for the San Francisco 49ers on a three-game win streak. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Van phone line is Elijah Mitchell. How are you, Elijah? Doing good. How y'all doing? I'm doing better uh, than for talking to you, so thank you for calling into this program. Um, how have you found your first season going around in the NFL, Elijah? Uh, I found it going pretty uh, pretty well uh, for my first year. Uh, just got to keep keep building it and keep uh, keep playing like how I'm playing. Where were you on draft day when you got the call in the sixth round? Walk me through your uh, draft day my, experience. Uh, I was in my hometown um, in Erath, Louisiana. Okay, and you were with family. Is that where you where you were with, or walk? Give me give me uh, give me the details on the day and and who called you on that day? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was uh, at home with family and stuff. We had running out of building. Uh, Close to close to my home and everything, and uh, we were just waiting around. And I got a call from uh, from uh, Kyle and and John Lynch. So that was a uh, that was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> so you look down at your phone and you see an area code. I imagine you would know off the top of your head the area code of uh, Santa Clara, California, right? Off the top yeah, of your head. Sir. So yes, sir. and then you pick up the phone and it was Kyle. That's the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh actually uh it was uh my position coach Bobby T and he put me on the phone with Kyle and uh and John Lynch. So uh I, I knew it was a good day after that. And then a celebration broke out. Oh uh, um, uh, yeah, celebration broke out, my mom was crying, everybody was just, just uh happy for me. And then when did you realize that you were gonna get a considerable opportunity with this team, Elijah Mitchell? When did that first hit you like okay um it's not just going to be a learning curve it's going to be an actual uh real live competition curve for you when did that happen um i think um that's i can remember uh i think it was right before the season started uh i started getting like uh, uh reps with the ones and stuff and then right there i knew like uh i might have a role so uh that that was another time that i was very grateful for Okay, and we've heard quite a bit about uh, the practice um, habits and or expectation level of players from San Francisco. And certainly I had Debo on the show last week and I asked him about Brandon Ayuk and how um, for him this year, even though it was his second year, was a bit of an eye-opener on that front. What about you and the running back group in San Francisco? What, what are you told about uh, how to go about being a professional, Elijah Mitchell? Uh, really, uh, really, when I first got here uh... – like uh, Juice and like uh, Raheem and uh, uh, Jeff Wilson, they'll just always talk about uh, make sure you you have your details down and make sure you be locked in because it's all about details. Uh, you got to be in the right right position, the right alignment, everything because everything happens for a reason. So uh, that was a big thing for, for our room. So they expressed that to us, and I just have to be a sponge and and go for it. How difficult is that? What's how? Will... Uh, the degree of difficulty uh, it, on that. It was some. It was something that I was. Uh, I was. I had to get used to because uh, at first I really, I really didn't know anything about being like very detailed. So uh, once I caught on, it was just. It was just. I just started rolling from there. No, obviously we we always talk about a, a physical aspect of this game, but it's that's part of the reason why football is so remarkable is the neck up part of it that that muscle that you have in between your temples is so important and certainly in a system that we keep talking about that is exotic is the word we usually use 
uh, Elijah Mitchell about the offense that you're playing in right now. Mm-hmm. So what what adjustment level has that been for you in general for you? Uh, yeah, uh, you definitely have to bring it uh, mental-wise because uh, it's the game is so fast. you got to know what you're doing. You don't have time to think, so you really got to be on everything, on your P's and Q's. So that's something that I stress a lot and uh, still getting used to now. So, uh, But it's been been going really well for me. Elijah Mitchell here, the San Francisco 49ers uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Who's the most grown-ass man that you've met in the hole this uh, this season so far in your first 12 weeks? Coming through the hole, and there's that guy standing there. Who's that guy, Elijah? Ooh. I have to say, I really, I really haven't met anybody yet that, okay. that I have to go through the hole with. So Okay. All right. So, and because are you the one who's doing the punishing? Is that your way of saying that, Elijah? <laughs> no, not not really. It's just I just never had like a head on head with any linebacker, you know, specifically. That's because you're schemed into the open space, huh? Is that what... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's... My boys do a good job getting them out the way. That's right. Your guys do give you a clear spot and your clear space. What is it like in the locker room this last month compared to the first of the season? Oh. Uh... Yeah, uh, now the locker room, everybody was happy and stuff because, of course, we won. But uh, last, you know what I'm saying, at the beginning, we, it's just like you expect. Uh, nobody's happy. Everybody's down because we know we're better. You're better than what we played. So uh, now I'm starting to click, and we've got to keep it rolling. And what about the the uh, the responsibility that's being placed on you, Elijah? How do you handle that? Because it's clear that you're – you're the guy. You're the guy that's going to get the rock. You're the guy that's going to get the rock not just to start but to end it. And that is a that is a crucially important position for the San Francisco 49ers. So how do you handle that one, Elijah? Uh, like I say, uh, I, I go by any game we play the same, either way it goes. But uh, uh, I'm happy for the opportunity that Kyle and him uh, trust me carrying the ball that many times. And like I said, I've got to stay consistent and keep it going. Who's your guy growing up? Who was your guy growing up? when you were rooting for football and who, who was the guy that you were saying, I want to be this guy when I get to the NFL or that's the guy that inspired me to get to the NFL. Do you have that guy? Man, one guy, one guy that I watched for football being a running back, Barry Sanders, that, that guy, that, that, that is an awesome running back. Why, why, I mean, how old are you? I mean, you're, that, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm 23 years old. Okay. So you're, that's an old school name that you just threw out at me, Elijah. You were not yeah. alive when Barry was running. Like that, exactly. It's just uh, that's just somebody. Well, my my uh, my high school coach, uh, Coach Como, he uh, used to always harp about that. He showed me film of him, and ever since then, I just been watching his highlights and stuff. And man, just the way he moves and make people miss. That's just something that I I want to do, and something that I want to do. So uh, that that was the guy that I watched. Okay, that's interesting. So no, no New Orleans Saints. Did you grow up a Saints fan? Where you were? Or is that? Uh, yeah, uh, I definitely was a Saints fan, uh, but uh, now it's like I, I'm a San Francisco. Of course, right now, no, so. I understand that. <laughs> no, I, I totally, yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand that. I'm just trying to see if there was anybody on the Saints that you were growing up. So it's Barry Sanders. You were watching cut-ups of Barry Sanders when you were yeah, growing up there. Sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, well, look, Elijah, what do you what What are your two cents on um, on uh, your your collegiate football program losing your coach to Florida? What did you think about that, Elijah? Like I say, uh, man, uh, like I say, he, uh, Coach Napier, he, he deserved everything, man. Like, he, he did an awesome job coming in. And even when I was uh, in college, uh, he came in and changed everything for us. So, 
I feel like I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now if it wasn't for him coming in, changing the scheme and everything. So, like I say, uh, the, those guys at the, the players at the school, they, they understand the deal and they know he's an awesome coach. So, uh, like I say, it's time for him to go. So, uh, good luck to him with that. The word Super Bowl being mentioned around your parts at all? Do you hear those words mentioned? Your team? Oh, most definitely. That's 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 the goal. That's that's the number one goal that we have. Super Bowl. So, so how uh, how's it brought up? Do you guys just say we're going to it, or I think we can do it? You hear your guys from two years ago saying this reminds them of the season where they made, they went to it. Anything like yeah, that? Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, 2019. We they, we always talk about that. 2019. We got to get back to uh, where we were in 2019. So uh, that's something that we harp on. And like I say, we got to keep making this run so that can happen. All right, well, uh, I'll help you out because you called into the show, and I greatly appreciate that, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, there's somebody named Bobby Wagner, named uh, number 54. I'll help you circle him. Um, that's that's a guy that you're going to see coming up um, in your next game on Sunday night. He might be that guy in the hole. So you look out for him. You keep your head on a swivel for him, okay? <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Okay, and then if you if you do, in fact, you know, get past him, run him over, whatever, I'll I'll, I'll take credit for that. How does that sound? Is that fine? <laughs> Sounds good. I appreciate that. Thank you, Elijah Mitchell. You take care of yourself. Thanks for the day. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, we'll do. You got it. That's Elijah Mitchell. He's a a guy that does not get mentioned for Offensive Rookie of the Year, does he? He is not. We have yet to bring him. We talk about Najee. We talk about Mac. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah. How about this guy who is currently – let me get these statistics right here because that's the way we, we, uh, we operate. Elijah Mitchell is two. He's eleventh in the league in rushing. Okay, two behind Jalen Hurts, <laughs> and and fourteen behind Lamar Jackson. So if you're just talking about running backs, he's ninth in the league, just directly behind Najee Harris. They still have what five, six games left. He can get to a thousand yards, and he's easily. only played. Hang on a second. Only played in eight games. That's it. So if he had as many games played as, say, Najee or Zeke. Yeah, Rich, if you do the uh, sort the category by yards per game, he's fourth. Yeah, I Yards per game behind Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, and Nick Nick Chubb. Chubb. How about Derrick Henry still sitting at the top (laughs) of anything? Also also no fumbles from Elijah. Hold on a minute. Let's see. Derrick Henry in terms of yards rushing this year. He's still second. Yeah, he hasn't played. He's still second. He hasn't played in a Derrick month. Henry is still second in the list in rushing guys. Man, he was going to get 2,000 again, wasn't he? Jonathan yeah. Taylor leads all rushers right? at 1,205. And then there's Derrick Henry at two. Joe Mixon, even with this run, the incredible run that he's on, he still hasn't passed Derrick Henry yet. He will do so this weekend. He's got uh, 924 yards rushing. Derrick Henry, 937. Still second best in the NFL. The diminisher. Let's take a break. There is news about Zeke, right? And his readiness for Thursday night football, there correct? Is. And this yeah, is, and I would say that that is what we call news for reality and fantasy football fans, correct? That's coming up. Your phone calls at 844-204-RICH as well. And Tiger Woods has spoken. We'll get to that still to come on this program. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, let's take some phone calls here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Hunter in Sacramento, California, first in, first up. What's up, Hunter? Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. What's up, Hunter? Awesome. Okay. To answer your rhetorical question a second ago, Yes. isn't it better for the for Notre Dame to say, oh, my gosh, he's leaving? There's no way. Then admit they knew weeks ago he was leaving. I don't know, man. It, this this seems to me the players are are stunned and shocked, and he kept it quiet. He was recruiting yesterday, you know. He was recruiting yesterday, according to Dan Wetzel. He was in somebody's living room yesterday talking about how terrific Notre Dame is, and wow. uh, and and then took the job. And it's not like he didn't be- believe what he was saying about Notre Dame, but he knew in the back of his head. I know the way this works, you know, with an agent working on your behalf. You're just sitting there thinking half the time, is my life about to change? Am I about to be incredibly more wealthy than I've ever been before? Is that what he's thinking sitting there? He's he's thinking, is my life changing? Am I moving? Am I moving my family from Indiana to to Louisiana? I mean, that's significant. His wife's got to know. His family's got to know. People have to know. So now for two quick points, one's completely different than the other. Okay. Notre Dame wise, is it better for them going forward to join a conference in terms of recruiting and getting a coach? Should they join Big East or ACC? No way. God forbid, Big Ten. Okay. And then opposite, if you want to go, kind of an extended overreaction Monday. Um, is it too late to give Matt Judon or JC Jackson defensive player of the year? Okay, thank you for the call. First things oh. first, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I think you got to so include either. them in that conversation. I, think so. I mean, the the Patriots' defense is one of the best defenses in the league. It's and and it, it's 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 wild. Um, 
I would say both guys are in line for all pro. At Look least. up the final score again. I think I know what it is off the top of my head of this past week. Their their victory over the Titans. I think it was um, that they have been averaging. Thirteen. I think it's thirty six to thirteen. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so uh, over their five game win streak, they led the league in points per game and have led the league in points allowed per game. Yeah, point differential. Okay, and so they were winning games uh, on average of thirty five to ten because they've averaged 35 points a game in the five-game win streak and then have allowed only 10 points per game in the five-game win streak. And they won their sixth in a row by the final score of 36 to 13. So they upped their average of scoring and, uh, you know, ticked up a little bit in what they've given up. They gave up 24 of the Chargers in the four games since they've given up 26 total. Dude, uh, let me just say this again. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I understand a show like this would run 15 hours a week, and sometimes you might be prone to doing that. And certainly when a team repeats itself in terms of the, what's the word, winning, it leads to that. If there's anybody out there that still thinks the Patriots are over their skis and just because of the people that they've played and the way that they've done it, and they had the Titans come in, and there was no A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, or Julio, right? Or they took on a Carolina team that had Sam Darnold. Who's Sam Darnold anyway? You just The number of times I keep hearing from people on my Twitter account or even calling into the show, yeah, but who have they played? You play the people that are placed in front of you. Belichick is the king of that mantra because he changes the way that he plays these teams week to week because he has the roster that is fungible, changeable enough to run the offense or defense the way that it needs to be run against that specific team in that specific moment. That's why they are brilliant when it comes to playing situational football. They're always on it. They're always on a loose ball that nobody goes after because they know it's possible that the ball was thrown behind the line of scrimmage backwards as opposed to forwards for forward passes. Somebody thinks that's incomplete and they pick it up and run it for touchdown. I mean, how many times do you see guys slide instead of going out of bounds because they know that means 35, 40 more seconds off the clock? That's the Belichick way of playing. And that's the Belichick championship way of playing. And that's the way these Patriots are playing football right now. If you think they're over their skis and the Bills are about to teach them a lesson, you might be right. I think you're wrong. Maybe. I think you're wrong that the Bills may even beat them, but they're still a team that is going to be reckoned with. Going to be reckoned with. They already are. They're two right now in conference. Two. And I was talking about them the day after Halloween that I saw a playoff team in front of me. They had just won their second game in a row. They've now won four more since I said those words into this microphone. A November that was perfect. They didn't lose a game in November. I mentioned this stat on my Get Rich Quick segment for NFL Network that I record after every single Monday that we're done here. NFL Network puts a little bit of a quick segment on the air it's a nice um, cross promotion which I always greatly appreciate from my colleagues and friends and <laughs> bosses <laughs> um, but I mentioned that stat there and I'll repeat it here the Patriots undefeated in the month of November 
Okay, It's not September when somebody might be caught napping. It's not October when you're just beginning to get your sea legs. November. Weather starts to turn. Injuries mount up. They haven't had their bye week yet. They've done this whole business with Mac Jones, a rookie. And normally, you know, you go to your rookie quarterback midseason in the bye week because that's when you switch. You get them in the playbook and all that stuff. Well, they made their switch prior to the season. Normally, that bye week is to get the rookie quarterback even more up to speed. They haven't needed that. Last rookie quarterback to win six games in a row, Dak Prescott in his first year at the Cowboys. Brady won six games in a row in his first year at the controls of the Patriots offense, and that's the way you got to say it because it was his second year in the league. He wasn't a rookie. He won six in a row that year, but that was to end the season. Interestingly enough, after a week 16 bye that they had. Wow. Yeah. Was that a two-bye year, 2001? Week 16 bye Patriots had. They won five in a row. Then they had a week 16 bye. Then they won their 17, week 17, and then went in the playoffs, and we all know they didn't lose in there even though they did lose Brady in the AFC Championship game. But I digress. They, current Patriots, won in November undefeated. It's the sixth time in the Belichick era. Sixth. Sixth time of the Belichick era that they've gone through November perfect. Four of the previous five times they made the Super Bowl. The only time they didn't was 2012 when the Ravens made it after the Patriots went perfect in November. I'm telling you, folks, it's staring you right in the face. If you don't believe it, you need to. Somebody's going to have to be in the same way I talked about yesterday that I, I, I still think the Bucks are the team to beat in the NFC because somebody's going to have to face Tom Brady and that title-defending team in a win-or-go-home game. Someone's going to have to face him and say, uh, not today. Somebody may do it. Somebody could do it. I know there are teams equipped to do it. Green Bay's equipped to do it. The Rams have shown they are equipped to do it, or they were with Robert Woods. Now they're supposedly more fortified on both sides of the ball with Von Miller and OBJ. But, um, you know, you've got Arizona equipped to do it. We could be talking about it's Kyler Murray's world now. He's coming off his bye healthy. And you know, in five weeks. So here we go. In the NFC, your Cowboys have shown they're equipped to stick with them all the way to the end, week one. Hey, I believe in your Cowboys. <laughs> I'm just saying somebody's going to have to look at the Patriots in a winner go home the game and, and say not today. And it, it's more viable that that can happen to the Patriots this year because Mac Jones has never done it. And yeah. first, first go-rounds in the playoffs for quarterbacks, they don't go like Tom Brady. You know? They don't even go like Mahomes where you win one and then you make it to the AFC Championship game and lose. So, we'll see. Just want to give that fresh reminder to everybody. Okay, so it took him 10 minutes, which means I feel like he looked it up, but Del Tufo did get back to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he Did says he he's mixing the game in Foxborough, NYCFC versus any revolution. And then talks he's about... He's not in Foxborough. He's not in Foxborough, but the game uh, is in Foxborough. According to this, it is not. According to this... He's uh, got a sheet in front of him. 
Wait, There's the no game's, for him not, the game's not in Foxborough? Well, I mean, I'm looking on uh, on 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 uh, the hold on, wait a minute. I'm looking on the internet here and the the team New England's on the left. Doesn't that mean normally that when it's New England versus New York City? I don't know. Regardless, let me just answer the question though of um the caller that just called in should should Notre Dame be in their own conference? Um or join a conference should they do what they're doing be independent or go in our own conference i think again i don't know the full landscape x's and o's money and dollars and sets like that right but um i think notre dame would be insane to give up what they've got going on yeah it seems like they got a pretty good yeah i don't know how much nbc gives them but there's a reason why nbc has a deal with notre dame it's because of people like Mike Del Tufo. Right. Where they no don't. Real allegiance. Right. There's no real allegiance. They went to a school that didn't have a football program, right, exactly. or their family didn't have somebody that went to a school where there's a football program. It didn't have somebody that went to college and thus didn't really have that sort of college uh, rooting interest. Yep. Notre Dame is that team for so many people. Yep. They're like the Dallas Cowboys, right? Of college, of college sports. Essentially. So they're the national team. I don't know why you would do that unless the landscape gets so dried up for dollars and cents and it's all placed in whatever conference system that does get created when everybody starts leaving their conferences and creates one big super league, but they'll still have to include Notre Dame and all of that. I I I, mean, I would also imagine any super league would be kind of, you know, sectioned off by. The, the map, you know, you can't Southeast, leave Notre Dame out East, of football. You just West, simply Midwest. can't do that. You right. can't leave Notre Dame out of any football conversation because of their fan base, the serious rooting interest, and the fact that they can make college football playoffs like this year. I still can't believe that the coach left, and I they can win it this it. year. Yeah. They're still they alive. can win it this year. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Okay, Tiger Woods has spoken. It was February 23rd of this year when we were on the air, and we were like, oh, my God, is Tiger Woods dead? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and the word came in because we you know, pe- know people here in Southern California and also those who live um, in the Palos Verdes area, which is about, what, 20, 30 minutes south of here yep. yeah. from our studio. And he was staying at a hotel. He was at the, uh, I guess you can't call it the L.A. Open anymore. Um, he he was at Riviera. He was even in the booth, I think, a part of the CBS broadcast at the Riv here in Los Angeles. And then he was at a, a, a hotel here and woke up in the morning and went down and had a, it was a one-car accident based on everything that's that we saw. Yeah, he was and, filming and some specials with Golf Channel and we was running late. he was dead. Yeah. When we saw that crumpled mass of a huge vehicle off the side of the road on a hill right and he was coming he was coming down a hill apparently a lot of accidents take place on that same street so um we have not heard from him there's been statements written and tweeted out and then that video of him just one swing right 10 second video one swing but you could see the divot that he was i got everybody excited was on the back end of a much larger divot that's Indicated he was hitting a lot of balls. Okay, so he's in the Bahamas right now. Um, Tiger Woods. This is his his event um, that he holds every year for his um, his own tournament for his own charity. Right, 
It's the uh, Tiger Woods is at the rolling. It was, uh, pardon me. Uh, he's at his own tournament in the Bahamas right now. Yeah, the Hero World Challenge. The Hero World Challenge. Hero World Thanks, Challenge. guys. Appreciate yeah, he's that. the host of this event every year in the Bahamas. And and here he was asked. Let, let's let's talk about. He was asked about uh, his road to recovery. That's the long soundbite. Hit that one, Mike Hoskins, if you don't. Mind. I've I've made the climb up there a few times, and I've had a, a pretty good run in in my career. And uh, I I just knew that once I came back from the spinal fusion surgery, I still had my hands. Um, the only thing that was holding me back was my back. And once I realized that, that was good and it was solid, it wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to have the zinging down my leg. I wasn't going to have the drop foot anymore. Um, you know, I wasn't going to have any of those issues. Okay, well, can I make a swing? Yes. Ooh, I have power. Didn't think I'd have power. Um, all of a sudden, I would play at home and I would shoot scores. Um, not the 77s and the 78s. And... They were in the mid-60s without really trying. Like, okay, this is new. Um, let's, you know, let's see if we, we can you know, push this a little bit further. So I came back here um, in 2017 and played in, in, the, in the Hero event um, and took full advantage of all, of all the players in the field and their world ranking points. Because <laughs> I think it was, I was 1299 at the time. So uh, was able to climb in the world rankings because of that and then i started back in 18 started playing a little bit more and i started building and once i started building i realized that after tampa that i could win okay and then then i proved to myself that i could take the lead in the british open okay well i could close even though i did not win i closed pretty good at the pga at bell reeve and then 19 i won the masters okay well i i don't see that type of trend going forward for me. I won't have the opportunity to practice in, given the condition of my leg um, and build up. I, I just don't. So I mean, it's going to have to be a different way of doing it. Um, and that's okay. And I'm at peace with that. I've, I've made the climb enough times. Mm. Oof, man, that's tough. He said it was 50-50 and whether he would lose his leg at one point. He's lucky to have it is what he said. But he's still Tiger Woods, right? Even though you're hearing Tiger Woods say, I know what it takes for me to come back from stuff, and I know that I've done it before, and I know that this leg of mine probably won't allow me to do it. And he's at peace with that. But he's still Tiger Woods, so he was asked about coming back to the tour. Well, replay that, I, I don't know when that's going to happen. Now, I'll play around here and there. Um little hit and giggle i can i can do something like that it i certainly like ping from you know we uh the usga suggests you know play forward i really like that idea now <laughs> I, I don't like the i don't like the, the t's on back so i like play it forward come on let's move it up let's move it up um yeah I've, to see some of my shots uh fall out of the sky a lot shorter than they used to is a little eye-opening um, but uh, at least I'm able to do it again. That's something that for a while there, did, it didn't look like I was going to. Um, I'm able to participate in the sport of golf. Now, to what level, I do not know that. And, you know, I'll keep you abreast of all of you guys abreast as progress go, continues to go on, whether or not I'll be out here and, um, and at what level and, and when. 
He did mention, you know, the history of Ben Hogan, who was in a car accident, right? Yep. Yep. And he said, there's no reason that I can't do that and feel ready. The, that being ramp it up for a few events a year. But I think we've seen, I, I can't believe I'd be saying this into a microphone, but after seeing what Tiger had to say, and I fully hope and believe what I'm about to say is not true. Because there's one of those, he's, Tiger's one of those people up there with Jordan and Kobe, may he rest in peace, and it's a very short list of people where you never count them out. But having heard from Tiger and just seeing, you know, him and his level of peace and resignation, which I'm happy to see. Yeah, that he's um, even able to do it. Yeah. I, I think we have seen the last of Tiger Woods winning a major championship and playing in major championships and wearing red on Fridays and all of us sitting home and hoping that he can do it and seeing that he can do it and then celebrating that he can do it. Yeah. And... um. That's sad. That's so very, very sad. Probably, well, probably winning anything. I mean, he said he's going to pick and choose what events he plays. I'd imagine he'd play the Masters again at some point. Probably play his own tournaments out here in Riviera and in Bahamas. But that's a handful of events a I know, year. But I guess the thing that we need to recalibrate, if he's willing to do it and he's able to do it and right. he's at peace of doing it, is we've got to do the same thing. Right, our own expectations right. now. Yeah. We've got to do the same thing now as fans and and understand that when he does play and he does get out there, we just enjoy watching him knock it around and that we don't sit here and do anything but relish in his ability to do it. And if he's saying the win for him is that he's still around to do it, that he's alive to do it, that he has a leg to actually walk around and do it. We've got to recalibrate our same thing and think that too. It's just I'm not ready to watch him take ceremonial hacks down the first yeah. fairway at, at, uh, at Augusta. No, me neither. And it just makes what happened in 2019, that whole weekend of him coming yeah, back to win, it just so much more it. special, you know. And hopefully we'll get to watch his son Charlie do it in the future now. He's 12. Tiger has been seen around Florida watching his son and all these yeah. youth tournaments. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we'll be able to see Charlie well, uh, dominate here in the next decade. Great to see Tiger back just in front of a microphone with that uh, million-watt smile, man. Yeah, man. And, um, and alive. Love Tiger. Take a break. Come back. There's news about Ezekiel Elliott. Hour number three coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ronnie Stanley of the Ravens, formerly of Notre Dame, and Charles Woodson, Pro Football Hall of Famer. That's coming up. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. If you recall, last Wednesday, yes. we talked about Steve Cohen's tweet, and you said how it was kind of unprofessional. It to was. Do that. You calling and, out an agent, whatever. Yeah, you lost and, on Steve and Matt's, and you shouldn't send that when you got enough money to say to Max Scherzer, how about three years? Exactly. So, I, you know, I went on a little bit of a rant how, like, I was like we need to get something done. Yeah. I like to think that maybe they heard this show because you have a large reach, and I we have a large we have a large reach, and I feel like the Mets heard my rant. They felt my pain as a long suffering fan. Yes, they said we can't lose this guy as a fan, so let's do something. So here's your reward with Sterling Marte, and you know, oh, here's an even bigger reward, right, Max Scherzer. So I'm I'm excited. We'll see what happens, though. I get excited every season up until about June. <laughs> and you know, Brock, when I tell you, I, I watch every single game. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. And then, and you know, we got like a three, four, 10 game lead every yes. year. Then all of a sudden the wheels start to yes. come off. But I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. But you know, no, we might not have a season. So what's well, it matter? Half a year, maybe. Our team's team's Scherzer, did the Yankees not go to Scherzer and say, we'll give you more? You want to pay that much for a 37-year-old no. guy? How, when's the last time that worked out for you? Guys? Well, I mean, the thing is, it, it's a three-year deal, so it's not like... A long contract. And, Three-year know. deal, $110 million for a 37-year-old future Hall of Fame pitcher. But I think By they're also paying could, for him. Who couldn't pitch in the postseason because he had a dead arm. <laughs> I mean, that was last year. <laughs> That'll go over well in New York. By the way, uh, and, and I guess Scherzer knows this already. He's no dummy. He's no dummy. Uh, the way it all went down in Los Angeles here would be a five-alarm fire. In New York City. Yeah. Well, then Max the Muncy just said that he has a torn UCL. That's Tommy John. So. Oh, from that from that play that knocked him out? Yeah, so he could be not even play next year. Yeah, but they, he hasn't had surgery yet, and he might not need surgery. Okay. But Who yeah. are our two favorite sound bites in the NFL, gents? Who are our favorite two sound bites in the Mike NFL? Mike Tomlin? That's Jerry, one. And Jerry Jones. Hey, hey <laughs> we've got fresh sound bites from both. Hey! <laughs> Let's start with Jerry Jones. Okay, let's start with Jerry Jones. He was on the Metroplex, right? The 105.3 The Fan. Only owner in the sport that has a weekly radio appearance, like he's a coach or, or a star player. God bless you, Jerry Jones. Don't you ever change, man. Um, so I said yesterday, hey, guess what? Zeke isn't the same right now. That's a fact. He doesn't look the same right now. That's a fact. Tony Pollard is a better running back for the Dallas Cowboys right now. That's a fact. You want to argue those facts, TJ? I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you the floor here. I mean, are we going in the overall scheme of what the running back needs to do right now. Or just thirteen the rock? NFL season twenty twenty one. The Washington Football Team just got one more game closer to you. Mm-hmm. They're currently seventh in the standings right now as a playoff position team at five and six. And they've got two more games against you coming up. Okay? Okay. And so that object in your rearview mirror is, in fact, getting closer than it appears. And you've got a Saints team that is desperate and ready to roll. Best they can. Thursday night. Your coach has got COVID. And you need to know right now who's the best running back to run the ball through, run the offense through. And I say it's Tony Pollard. Okay. And Due I don't to know. the fact that we don't know if Zeke's 
injured. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Man who might know is Jerry Jones. And this is what he had to say about Zeke's upcoming week of activity in just two nights. Uh, yeah, he's uh, practicing well, and uh, we think he'll be ready to go. And uh, no reason, uh, uh, it's, I understand you're asking, uh, but the facts are that we expect him to have a serious load in, against New Orleans. I'll tell you, Seriously. the serious load against New Orleans should be named Tony Pollard. I know who Zeke is and what he stands for and what he means in that team and in that locker room and who he is, and he's a warrior and all that. I think he's an 11 warrior, if I'm not mistaken, about that website that's been trolling me for seven years that has to eat copious amounts of poop right now. <laughs> but Tony Pollard's a better running back right now. You can see it. You can see it. Maybe on this day today. You're right. On Thursday night. I don't care. And they should run the offense through him. Get the job done, man. uh, And the job, if you need the job done, number 20, not 21. Hey, I'm all for it then. My two cents. Mike Tomlin, God, I love the way he talks (laughs) and just the way he commands a microphone. So I guess Chase Claypool, Mm -hmm. young Mapletron, Mm -hmm. um, said that he'd like to hear more music during practice, more fun. Make it a little more loose environment. Yeah. For a team that is now, uh, you know, tied the Lions, lost to the Chargers, and then lost to the Bengals in significant fashion. They're 5-5-1, five, five, and one, and a youngster, Chase Claypool, saying, I think we should have a little bit more music, more fun in practice. And that was brought to the attention of Coach Tomlin today. Mike Claypool suggested yesterday that he needs to, who would like to have more fun at practice, maybe play some music. I'm suggesting you're not going to oblige his request. Well, you know, Claypool plays wide out, and I'll let him do that. Um, I'll formulate the practice approach, and I think that division of labor is probably appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not with him. I'm not with him on this one. I love it. Of labor. I love it. I love it. I'm not with him on this one. This is a guy being, maybe he's kidding. Maybe he's doing a bit and he's just playing the straight man. But if he's really serious, that's insane. Well, I mean, he's got a good relationship with Claypool. Didn't Claypool say when he came on the show that he's told him he's got to watch the Squid Game? Yeah, right? yeah, they're down. I mean, I mean, they're talking about it. But it's just music. Like Belichick lets the Pats play music at practice. That know. should be your guiding light. That should be your North Star on how to conduct yourself. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like you don't like, get music on. until you win or you do this or that or whatever. You, are you, so you're questioning, you're, you're questioning Mike Tomlin's ability to read his locker room and yeah. win football games in the NFL. I'm saying if he's serious about this, that's crazy. And if, if they finish the year with a losing record, people are going to go nuts. I have a feeling that the truth lies somewhere in between here. What do you think? It's got to be quiet as a church during practice. He refused to have any single music or no, anything. No, but okay. I mean, like I, said, I hope he's kidding, and I hope that's a bit because he's but an amazing don't forget, actor. But don't forget, like two years ago, two, two mean, weeks yeah. two weeks ago, you know, Big Ben was wearing USC gloves to to his uh, that was to his press conference because Tomlin was saying, you know, there's not a, a booster check 
large enough for him to leave the Steelers. I guess there is one large enough for Lincoln Riley to leave also, Oklahoma. But... To defend Tomlin here for a second. Okay, probably, so you're going to play both sides. I'm going to play both sides. Oh, interesting. Probably poor taste by Claypool to suggest this after getting their asses Ass kicked, kicked yeah. by Cincinnati. Yeah, so that might be his way of saying, you play wide out, I'll figure out how we coach the team. And that's a, an appropriate division of labor, which is all he said. I and talk, again, I talked myself out. It's of great. It, yeah. You just talked yourself in and then out. I do think it's insane not to play music at practice, but also Claypool, like timing is everything. I also think it's insane that you're questioning Mike Tomlin's ability <laughs> to know how to coach his team and win football games <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. That's kind of what I was thinking. How's that sound? I, I'm kind of with Can we get Mike Tomlin to Notre Dame rumors started? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a prayer large enough. Yeah. Chase Claypool, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, there you go. That's right. That's where Mapletron came from. I don't know. No music. I want never no say music. never, but never. There you go. <laughs> that one is what you can really say never, no, say never, no never music. for. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that quote's just amazing. Though. It's Ravens week, brother, as well. It's Ravens week in Pittsburgh. I just saw a uh, number, Rich, that uh, the Ravens are favored in this game. For the first time ever in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Mike Tomlin said he's not assuming that Mike Stephon Tuitt won't be back this year. Okay? Meaning, it's possible. Quote, I don't have a six-week perspective. I have a Ravens week perspective. Big game. And thus, the Cowboys should have a Pollard week perspective. I'm bringing this all Together, I weave tapestries here is basically what I'm saying. Mm. Dude. I don't think that's our problem. A healthy load, that's great. The more healthy load should be number 20 Thursday night. I think we our problems are our field goal okay. kicker, kicker missing extra points, okay. uh, take going for two, and then taking points off the you board. You know what would help like, those problems not have to be a factor? Running more effectively with number 20. Hour three coming up. <laughs> 